You're listening to Run, R-U-N, Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. As pastor of the Smithton Outpouring and the Kansas City Revival, Steve is a leading voice of revival worldwide. Steve shares his life-changing encounters with God, along with biblical teaching that equips you to experience and lead lasting revival. Come, run with Steve and expect God to revive us now. Hello, I'm Steve Gray, and I am your host of this podcast. So glad to have you with us today, where we talk about everything revival through all these podcasts, everything we can think of that will give you personal revival, world revival, denominational revival, whatever it is, revival in your marriage, revival in your finances. We talk about revival is coming back to life, revival, coming back to life. And uh, it's not a religious thing. Like some people, I've heard them say, well, you, you know, the world's all supposed to go bad. You can't have revival. Well, you mean you can't have the re- God helping you come back to life in your marriage, bring your marriage back? Yeah, revive that marriage. So we're here talking about uh, revival and, and revive us now. We need to be revived. We need new life to come into us, into the churches and into our ministries and into our, our homes. So today we're going to talk about fear and living... Uh, not in fear, but turning from fear to faith, from fear to faith. Now, this is going to give you success. I'm going to even get down here a little bit. If we have time, I'm going to tell you how to fail. Everybody's trying to tell you how to succeed. I'll tell you how you can fail, and then you don't do that. Don't do that, right? And so uh, we, we, we have to understand, fear cuts us off. Fear cuts us off from God. You know why? Because God's never been afraid. Your God your, has never been afraid. You can't go to God and say, I'm afraid. You know how I feel, don't you? You know how I feel. You know how that is, don't you? God, you know, I've never been afraid. But he does know faith. That's why we approach him in faith. God knows faith. Now, here when we talk about no fear, because I want you to think a minute. Imagine what your life would be like if you didn't have fear. Now, I'm not talking about the fear of the Lord. That's the good kind of fear. It's kind of like the first time I heard about cholesterol. I said, cholesterol is bad. A few years passed by. I said, oh, by the way, there's also good cholesterol. (laughs) So there's bad fear and there's good fear. But the fear of the Lord is wise. See, learning the fear of the Lord is wisdom. It's the beginning of wisdom. Whole nother subject. But let's leave that alone and just talk about the, the, the human fear that drives people's lives. Imagine a life without fear. What kind of decisions would you have made if you weren't afraid? How many decisions have you made because you're afraid? And so imagine a life without fear and moving ahead and making decisions because I want to tell you, uh, fear is a poor decision maker. Fear. I do not like making, I don't like people to do it. I don't like to see it happen where people are making decisions out of fear. Well, I'm just afraid. Well, I'm just afraid. How many times in the Bible, you ought to go by and count how many times people were told, don't be afraid, don't fear, don't be afraid. And yet, even Christians are making decisions out of fear. What if we could turn from fear uh, to faith and really, really uh, connect uh, to God? Because then you start reading the Bible, and you know, these are God's people in the New Testament reading it, and you know, and they're afraid of everything. They're afraid of the storms. They're afraid of... uh, 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 a guy gets uh, delivered from demons and they're afraid when he's, when he's, and when he, when he's okay, they weren't, they weren't afraid when he was nuts. They just, they were afraid when he was, now he's in, he says he's in his right mind. And, and when he was going crazy, they weren't afraid. Now he's in his right mind and it scared him and they were afraid. 
and they they tremble. They got afraid. He'd predict. He'd say, let me tell you what's going to happen to me. And they'd get afraid. And and uh, then he'd say to him, why are you so afraid? Where is your faith? Why don't you have any faith? Why are you so afraid? This is over and over and over again, all through the New Testament, particularly. You see that happening. So these are not heroes of faith to start out. And uh, and so you probably are just like they are. And 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 they were just blind to so many things because they were afraid. What would happen if you didn't have that fear? Well, in the Bible, Luke chapter eight, we noticed that there was a synagogue leader and uh, his, he has a daughter and says he's 12 years old, about 12 years old. And she's dying. He said, come to my house and, and heal her. He's 12 years old. Well, then as he's going, though, he, uh, you know, that lady with the issue of blood. Isn't it interesting that she's 12 years old and the woman has had an issue of blood for 12 years. Now, 12 has a, an interesting number in the Bible, but also I just think it's interesting that this is what was going on for, for these 12 years. Bad things were happening in Israel. Demonic things were happening. Well, she, reached, she says, I can reach out and touch the hem of his garment. I know I'll be healed. And so she does. And all of a sudden, Jesus realizes, hey, power just went out of me. Who touched me? And they said, everybody he said, no, I mean, somebody really touched me with faith. Somebody touched me with faith and he felt it. And uh, so what did she do? So she had faith and she got healed. So she's healed. And then when she's found out, it says she came trembling, afraid and fell down at his feet. So she went from faith, whoops, right into fear again. I mean, if you got healed by him, I think you're going to be okay. You know, I don't think you can have to be afraid. But anyway, um, there's also some fear there because of the culture probably that, she shouldn't have been in the crowd anyway. They would have said unclean, all that kind of stuff. But anyway, she did it. And so he says to her daughter, your faith healed you. And then get this, go in peace or go in shalom. So her faith had produced healing, but it also produces peace, peace of mind. See, fear doesn't produce peace of mind. You already know that. I didn't need to tell you that. But anyway, so as he's going along and all this interaction is happening with the woman of the issue of blood for 12 years and she gets healed. Well, they came and say, it's too late. Your daughter's dead. Don't bother this guy anymore. Don't bother the teacher anymore. And what was Jesus' response? He said to the Jairus, don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. And he just, he just was healing somebody else. But they said, it's too late. It's too late. It's too late. Don't bother him anymore. He said, don't be afraid. And so he goes and um, he sees and says, no, she's not dead. She's just asleep. And they all laughed. You know, they laughed. And, and, uh, but he, he took her by the hand. My child, get up. And her spirit returned. And uh, everybody was astonished. But the, the answer when you get that, when they got that news, it's too late, it's too late, it's too late, it's too late. You hear that all the time, don't you? You hear that in your life? Yeah. And uh, we hear it all the time. Can't do anything about it, it's too late. And he says, no, now, don't, don't be afraid. Don't fall into fear. Keep believing. Keep your faith. And so, and so she was healed. So uh, I'm trying to tell you that fear is a poor decision maker because Jesus could have said, well, I guess it's, it's all made up for me now. She's dead. And Jairus says, yeah, let's not go. It's too late. She's dead. And they made, could have made the decision based on somebody said she's dead. It's too late. But they didn't. Now imagine what your life would be like if uh, you lived a life without fear. If fear was not making any decisions for you other than the fear of the Lord as we uh, 
as we said. What, how powerful would that be, you know? And um, so, so that's what we want. And, and um, what, you know, what freedom we would have. Just what freedom we would have uh, if we didn't have that fear. Now, I told you if I had time, I do, to tell you how to fail. I want to teach you how to fail. <laughs> you already know that, but I mean, I want to give you the revelation on the failure. Okay, fail. Here's how you fail with Jesus. Here's how you fail in religion. Here's how you feel, fail with Christianity. I wrote it down. Fail. Remember what Jesus told you to forget and forget what Jesus told you to remember. You're going to fail. Everybody does it. Everybody does it. How many people are dealing with their past? They can't forget their past. Can't forget their past. And Jesus tells them over and over in the Bible, don't be afraid. Move on. Forget your past. You've got a great future. God's going to do great things. But they can't do it. They're remembering everything they're supposed to forget, and they're forgetting everything. They read the Bible. What did I just read? I don't know. Let's, let me talk. I want to talk about my fear. I want to talk about my past. I don't want to talk about the Bible. And, um, and so once you let that happen, when you start making decisions based on everything you were supposed to forget, you're going to fall into fear because that's just going to feed it. But success is the, is the opposite. Remember what Jesus told you to remember and forget what he told you to forget right? And what the Bible says to forget and forgive what you need to forgive, forget what you're supposed to, you know, forget and remember everything he told you. And you're going to be able to be successful. It's just learning to, to, to remember. Oh, I remember what he said. I remember what he said. I remember what the Bible says. I remember how good he's been. I remember that testimony I heard, whatever it is, remember, remember, and then forget what he said Forget, forget other people's sins, forget other people's mistakes, forget your, your past, get forgiveness, move forward, let's get this thing going. So here's the difference. You know, the Bible says faith comes by hearing the word of God. So you can start this faith walk by just hearing something else. Don't let fear talk to you anymore. Cut it off and start reading the Bible because faith comes by hearing. Faith comes. You know what fear does? Faith comes, but fear fights. Faith comes, fear fights. So you're going to be in a fight. If you're a Christian and you're letting fear do run your life or even part of your life, any of it, you're going to be in a fight because fear will fight your faith. Fear will fight your courage. Fear will fight you moving forward. Fear will fight you making a good decision for God, whatever it is, keep you totally confused. But if you get to the word of God, it says faith comes. And that's what you want. And uh, I remember one time uh, a few years ago uh, going down the highway, and I was in a vehicle with uh, Kenneth Copeland. And I was driving. He's in the passenger seat. And we had about a 45-minute drive. And uh, so we're talking, and we're talking faith, you know. And uh, he asked me, you know, he asked me, wanted to know this. What's the biggest battle? Is the battle to get faith... Or is the battle to get rid of fear? And I thought for a minute and I said, I think you know the answer to that. The battle is to get rid of fear. That's what we're fighting. Because see, fear will fight us. It'll fight our faith. And so the battle is to get rid of that fear because I don't have to. The battle is not to get faith. Faith comes. Did you get that? See, faith comes. We just got to do what we need to do to get faith to come. But faith comes. Fear fights. 
Fear fights us. And so, so we need to understand that. And in fact, if you j- just start reading the Bible, just to, just to kind of skim through this, read the Gospels, pick one, uh, you'll find out Jesus is trying to do great things, heal and encourage and deliver and call people out of darkness and into the light, all the good things he's doing. And what's his number one battle? Well, we could say the Pharisees and religion, but you know why they were in battle? Because they were afraid. They had their life and their lifestyle all mapped out, and they could tell something's going on. Because he told them, everybody, repent, turn, change. The kingdom of God is here now. And so fear would set in, the kingdom of God's here. Uh-oh, what's that mean to me? What's that going to do to me? Who am I going to be? What's that going to do to my income? What's that going to do to my prestige? What's that going to do to my family? And so, and then when he gets the disciples, he's trying to do great things. He's going, oh, I'll tell you what I'm going to do today. I think I'm going to walk on the water and I'm going to walk out. And they were terrified, afraid. He's dealing with their fears. I wonder if that's the, I wonder if that's the way it is in your life, that God's really trying to do much bigger things than you let him. But he's, he's always having to deal with fear because you, you haven't done the things that make faith come, which it will come. And you haven't done anything to get rid of fear and, and the things that go along with it. Because fear is a tormentor. Fear torments. I was thinking of that. Um, those oh, there's a number of parables where, uh, especially the ones where a master owns land or a landowner has land. And uh, they decide they're going to go on a journey. And then they give the land to somebody else to work it. And then they turn into bad people. Uh, they even one time in one of the parables, they kill his son. But anyway, the story's there. The master comes back after all this big mess, after he gave the land to them to work it. And he says, what will it do? And it's real common to say, well, he's going to get rid of those uh, and, and those people, and they're going to go into torment. He's going to throw them to the tormentors where there is gnashing of, gnashing of teeth. Throw them to the tormentors. And sometimes it's true that that is an eschatological uh, in time thing, like in the, in the future. But you know what? I see people tormented now. Is it possible that we have given way to fear in our own selfishness, in our own ways, that the that, that fear tormentor has been let loose and um, we're being tormented now. We don't have to wait till the next, you know, eon to, to, to be tormented. People are being tormented by fear and other things, but by fear now because fear uh, torments. And so, uh, by the way, let me say this too. You know what? I don't know. I think you can get this, understand this. Fear is only a symptom. Fear is a symptom that something's off. But fear is a symptom of sin. Now, don't get me wrong. Not necessarily. I mean, you, got, you could get offended. That's a, my sin? You're talking about my personal sin? Maybe, but that's not my point. My point is that sin entered the world. There wasn't any fear before sin entered the world. Sin is in the world, and fear is part of its symptom. You say, well, okay, where are you getting that from, though? Where did you get that idea? Well, what happened? Adam and Eve sinned. What's the next move? They went and hid themselves. Why did they hide themselves? Because they were afraid. They were afraid. They were afraid. Their fear was directly connected to their sin. Sin came into the world and fear is holding hands with it. So we want to get rid of that. We, we, want, we want to get rid uh, and, and walk by faith. And we want to realize if I've got a lot of fear in my life, that's not a symptom necessarily of your personal sin, but it is, is a symptom 
of the sin that's in the world, and that sin comes in, and it wants you to be afraid and hide yourself from God. Many people, you know, you know, they're hiding from God. They ran from God and hid. How many people, you could probably start naming them right now, you know off the top of your head, running from God. And maybe they had God. Maybe they were one time doing really well, but something went wrong. And this separation came or, or fear came or, or whatever. Uh, so what we want to do is stop being afraid. See, you could run to God if you weren't afraid. If you weren't afraid, you could run to God. Well, you know, I talked to you about a revival a lot in, in all those years when we used to have people show up at our church just from all over the world. And a lot of them were pastors and leaders. Not all, just regular folks. But there were a lot of pastors and leaders. And, and I would instruct our, our other pastors and leaders. I said, listen, when you talk to them, if you talk to them before the service, after the service, the next day after the service, or whatever, here's what you need to do. Deal and help them through their fears. Because they come in fearful. People are fearful of the move of God. They're running from God. They've been running from God. And pastors, leaders are fearful. They know. I mean, they may say, we need revival. And they'll say, we need revival in America. And I said, no, we need revival in your church. <laughs> but they're afraid. Why? Well, same, just like the Pharisees. Well, we're afraid. Why? Well, what will it do to me? What will it do to the crowds? What will it do to the finances? And what if it splits my church and people leave me? And I tell them, listen, you don't have revival now and people are leaving you. If, you've been in the, if you were in the ministry 10 years pastoring a church, look at your congregation now, and the people that started that, they're not there now. And people that were there five years ago, how many have left? It's just the way it is because people fail and they start running from God. They get, they, as we talked about before, their sinfulness collides with God's holiness. And they, like Peter, they say, get away from me. I'm a sinful man. And they start separating. And so I tell them, I say, you've lost people anyway. Or I ask them, have you lost people? Have people left your church? Has your church ever been split? And a lot of them say, yeah, yeah, yeah. I said, well, then why are you afraid of revival? You've already got everything that you were afraid of. Let's see. Revival might be the answer. But people are afraid of the move of and presence of God. And so we got to know that. Maybe you are too. Maybe we could have an outbreak of revival if people could get rid of their fear. Stop living in fear. Stop approaching God in fear. But there is good news. What's the good news? Listen, if you have ever walked in fear, and we know you have, all of us have, if you've ever walked in fear, you can walk by faith. If you've ever walked in fear, you can walk by faith. It's the same thing. It's the same decision. It's a decision to change what you listen to what you respond to and respond that there's a kingdom, there's a God. And Jesus, when, he, when Peter said, get away from me, I'm a sinful man, Jesus just said, hey, uh, I'm going to make you a fisher of men. I'm going to give you a new future because we can get faith going. And so walk by faith. If you can walk by fear, you can walk by faith. All you have to do is use the same energy. Do you know it takes the same energy to walk by faith as it does by fear or maybe less? But if you've got the energy to be afraid, and it does take energy to be afraid and fear all the time and trying to figure out all the ins and outs and sideways and what if this and what if that and what if this and what, I got to figure out everything. That's pressure, pressure and uh, and stressful, but it's also it's fear trying to make the decisions in your life. But the good news is it doesn't have to be that way. You can choose what you want to hear. Faith comes by hearing. Choose what you want to hear. Choose it. Forget what you're supposed to forget. Just forget it and remember what you're supposed to remember. So as Jesus said, he said, 
Don't be afraid. Start believing. Start believing. Start believing something. Don't be afraid. And then fear comes. And you can do, if you do this enough, you will find fear leaving. And you'll start living a life without fear. Well, I'm so glad you could be with uh, me today so we could talk about this important subject that's going to help you, help you, help you get free. Jesus, just let this word get into us. Let these principles get into us so we can walk with you by faith and without fear. Well, I'm so glad we're together. Wasn't it good talking about all this stuff today? And let's continue to pray that God open the heavens and come down. Until next time, bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Revive Us Now podcast with Steve Gray. Push the subscribe button so you don't miss an episode and spread the word on social media. For more episodes and resources, go to reviveusnowpodcast.com. Until next time, keep on running for revival.